are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase and I am just thrilled to be with you today. Today we are continuing with our discussion about your healing garden and, you know, what healing plants there are out there. And so... What's all about those healing pants? Well, we'll get into that in just a little bit. And I'd just like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on the Healing Whisper page on Facebook, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I'd also like to remind everybody to head on over after the show to voiceamerica.tv and check out the videos there. I've got videos both about the garden as well as energy healing and using the healing codes. So again, check that out after the show today. I'd also like everybody to know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So, your healing garden. And, you know, a lot of times people don't think of gardening as a healing thing. And it actually is quite healing. And um, sometimes, and I talk to lots of people all the time about gardening, and uh, the usual reaction is, well, I just don't have the time to garden. It takes a lot of time. And the other response is also, I don't have a place to garden. And those are all true. And it can be difficult to find the time and to uh, it just depends upon what you are wanting to do garden wise but I really want to encourage everybody to take a look at something simple and it doesn't have to be like beds and beds and rows and rows and acres of gardening or even a small four-by-four-foot raised bed. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just any kind of living plant. If you live in a house or even an apartment complex in the depth of a city, you will have available to you even a tiny space in that city apartment to do a potted plant. And I'll get into that in just a little bit. 
Also, if you live in the country or even on a farm or a ranch and don't have the time for a garden, I appreciate that. But you have outside resources for your healing. And so really that's what your healing garden is all about. It's about taking advantage of the resources that we have to bring either indoors from the outside or go outdoors. And even a city has parks where you can go to take in that even though it's being grown by the city, to take in that healing of that city garden. So a garden isn't just a plot or a big plot where you're growing vegetables and or fruits. It is the outdoors all together, taking in the resources, the healing resources of nature. Now, one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves, believe it or not, is have houseplants. Houseplants will connect us to the outside. Now, there's a couple of things that we will always need to be aware of when it comes to houseplants. And those two things are the plant needs water and the plant needs light. Now, oftentimes, especially if it's a new construction type of complex house, apartment, or there's been new windows put in, a lot of times those windows don't let in enough of the proper kind of light. So we are finding ourselves in a situation now where we need to add light for our house plants. And that's perfectly fine. That's something that we can certainly do. And a lot of people may not have that resource financially to get one of those lights. And, and there are available. They have the proper spectrum of light so they can actually give that plant light. And I get that. So if you live where you don't have adequate light from a window, if you live where you can at least take the plant outside, the indoor house plant outside on occasion to give it adequate light, then Get yourself a house plant. And, you know, folks, even if you don't have that ability to take a plant outside to get that light, it still has a lot of healing properties. And you'll know it's not getting enough light because it will just not look happy. It will grow 
and become what is called leggy, meaning that the stems are real long and the leaves aren't real close together where they would normally be. And that's okay. Just find, figure out a way, even if it's just an ordinary light bulb. Yeah, it will help with that light deprivation that that poor plant is suffering. So let's talk about house plants. There are, besides the light and the water, a few things that you need to do to grow a healthy house plant. But the real question is, why should you have a house plant at all? What is the healing thing about house plants? Well, it's really quite amazing that a house plant actually has healing properties to it. And there's a couple of different types of healing properties. One is the house plants that actually remove pollution from your indoor environment. Yeah, plants will remove pollution. And I'm not just talking about excess carbon dioxide. I am talking about what's called VOCs, or that's short for Volatile Organic Compounds. And I will get into what those are in just a little bit. So we've got the plants in our house or even on your desk in your office, if that's possible. Or if you work in a warehouse and you don't have a desk, or in a situation where you don't have a desk, well, you probably won't be able to have a house plant. But you can always go to where you live and get a house plant. And house plants are our connection to the earth. Now, last week, I talked about why that earth connection was so important. And just as a real quick review, the earth, as it sits on the ground, when you go outside, whether it's under grass or wherever it is, the earth The dirt has an electrical connection, and that is how we become grounded. Now, being grounded is so very important for our bodies. It's a part of who we are and who we need to be. And if you live above the ground, as most everybody in the world does now, if you don't sleep on the ground, if you don't walk barefooted, on the ground, then you are at risk, or probably are, not grounded. And why is having that groundedness so important? Well, it's important so that we can be balanced electrically ourselves. And when we are unbalanced electrically, many, many things in our bodies just simply go haywire. And there's a reason that expression is used. Haywire just means all out of control. 
You know, that reminds me. I think I'm going to have to look up the origin of that expression, haywire. Once I figure that one out, I'll put that on my Facebook and post that. In any case, being grounded is so extremely important so that electrically we will function properly, so that our chakras will function properly. And actually having a house plant can help us stay grounded. Just simply by getting our hands into the dirt of that house plant. Believe it or not. It's it's a very interesting thought that getting our hands into that dirt can actually get us grounded. There are more effective ways or quicker ways, but a house plant is one of those ways. Now, I also mentioned last week that a house plant needs to be in a clay pot versus a plastic pot. And that clay pot is going to help keep it grounded. But even over a period of time, that house plant's going to lose its groundedness. And so there are ways to reground that clay pot or even the plastic pot. And I know sometimes we don't have a lot of choices because the clay pots are heavy versus a plastic pot. And if it's in a very large pot, then it's definitely kind of better to have it in a plastic pot just so because of the weight of a clay pot. But there are still ways to ground that house plant. But folks, it's time for a break. So when we come back from the break, I'll talk more about why houseplants are so important. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today we're talking about or continuing to speak about your healing garden, and we're talking about healing plants. Now, just before the break, I was talking about house plants and why they are so important. Well, house plants are a natural air pollution remover. It's kind of like a natural air filter that uh, you can have in your home. You, If you have a desk where you can put a house plant, you can have them in your workplace. And, you know, it can be very important because we are really for the good of of energy reduction, we have really sealed up our living and working spaces pretty tight. And that's not necessarily for the good of our health because you know what? The inside of buildings have become actually more polluted than a outside worst day in uh, say let's say Los Angeles pollution wise so uh, being inside on a bad pollution day is not necessarily the best thing to be but anyway that's called sick building syndrome and so it's a good thing for energy efficiency it's not such a good thing for us physically and our health. Now what's going on inside the building uh, that makes it so polluted and it's this thing called volatile organic compounds and they come from everywhere. Those VOCs that I'm talking about, just a short list and very short list actually, is acetone, toluene, benzene, ethyl benzene, xylenes, they come from the furniture, the the fillings, the stuffings of the furniture. It comes from cabinets that are made from uh, the all of the plywoods, as even the chipboard inks that we use, the paints that we put on our wall, all of the fake rubbers, the paint thinners, cleaners. Boy, I tell you what, household cleaners, as well as the cleaners that our janitorial services use in our office building, they all put out a lot of pollutants. You know, the scents that are used are very polluting and are even known to be carcinogenic, but you know, you just don't get to hear a lot about that. The household cleaners, unless you are just making all your own, and just as an aside, white distilled vinegar is an excellent household cleaner. You don't have to use any soap. And if you like the smells of some of these uh, household cleaners and personally in my opinion I don't see how people enjoy those artificial smells but anyway um, you can make an excellent 
glass cleaner with just simple white vinegar in a spray bottle with water. And you can play around with the concentration, however much vinegar you put with the water. And you can use a washable cloth that doesn't put out lint to clean the rest of the windows and the glass. And it is safe. It's non-polluting. And you can put an essential oil scent of whatever you like to that cleaner. Although, if you're going to use it on glass, don't put an essential oil in because then that will smear. But if you use it for your laundry, then, yeah, go ahead and put an essential oil in for a scent. Some of the other areas where we get air pollutants in our homes and offices are candles, paraffin candles. They outgas what's called toluene and benzenes. Very, very pollutant and carcinogenic anyway, causing cancer. Paraffin candles. You can go to a soy candle, uh, but the artificial scents that they will put into joy uh, soy candles um, yeah, that's not a good thing. And so, you know, I will sound like a broken record when I say artificial scents are very bad. And it's in a lot of things. In women that use makeup, the artificial scents that you have in the makeup as well as in the hair preparation, guys, they have artificial scents in those colognes. And hair stuff that you put in your hair, if you do. And you'll know it by looking at the bottle. And it doesn't say artificial scents. It will say natural scents or just scent. And that tells you all of those cause indoor air pollution. Now that rant is getting me around to why to have plants. I'm not telling you to stop using all of this stuff, which, you know, it would be a good thing. But, you know, we have to have a place to live. And if you just refinished a kitchen, for example, or just bought a new piece of furniture that has not all wood furniture, but maybe it's got particle board as a part of that furniture... That's going, <clears throat> excuse me, that's going to outgas. And because it's outgassing, it's causing indoor pollution. So, what are some of those house plants that help reduce the indoor pollution? Well, believe it or not, any house plant can reduce indoor pollution. Any single one of them. And that's a good thing. But there are some that are much better than others. And there is one plant. It's called a bromeliad. And you'll have to go to a, even a big box store will carry this particular house plant. It's uh, got green leaves that 
kind of look like a sword, but the thing that is so popular about that bromeliad is that it's got a flower that um, is usually pink, sometimes they're white, and it is very pretty pink, multi-petaled flowers. It's on a spike. Well, that particular house plant is the number one houseplant at removing benzenes from our houses and our offices. And those are the things that are outgassed from paints, fake rubbers, like on the bottom of your shoes, and pesticides. And if you're living in an apartment complex and they regularly spray for insects, that is a pesticide. Or even if you put mothballs to keep the moths away, that's outgassing and yeah, those are pesticides. Another houseplant that is extraordinarily effective at removing, oh, and back to the bromeliad, yes, it's the number one plant for removing benzenes, but it also removes six of the eight pollutants from the air. It just does. And so these plants are very effective. Now the next one is Dracaena. And that's the plant that looks like, it. it again, the, it's all green. We rarely see the flower on that house plant. And the leaves are long and sword-shaped and come to a point. And it's a big one for removing acetone from the environment. Now, acetone is that thing that is used in nail polishes and nail polish removers. So if you ever walk into a nail salon or spa that has nail salon attached to it, that's the smell is the acetone. Sometimes they try to cover it up with a perfume or a scent. And that's, again, not doesn't help. It, the acetone is still there as a gas. It is also in that particle board that's in your furniture as well as kitchen cabinets and in those cleaners that are used by janitorial and your own home cleaners. And if you get your nails done, yeah, it's there. It's not a safe thing. So, Get that Dracaena plant, and it removes 95% of that acetone pollutant. Now, here's one of my favorite house plants. It's called the spider plant. It also has those long, skinny, pointy leaves, but it's kind of shaped in a bush. And the reason it's called a spider plant is that it puts off these little baby spider plants on its own little stems and they just kind of hang down the side of the plant and if you were to put that baby spider plant on top of soil it would root and make a new baby or a new spider plant and then produce its own babies after a bit. Anyway, the spider plant removes the ethylbenzene and the xylenes. Again, the things that are in inks, paints, fake rubber, pesticides, cleaners, 
all of this stuff that we smell from printing. If you're in an office, and especially if you're real close to laser-type printers or copiers, you're getting the outgassing that you smell comes from that toner that's being heated up. It's plastic, and it's heated up to make it stick to the page, and that causes the xylenes. And the last house plant before the break that I want to speak about is the jade plant. And you know what? I don't have time. So when we come back from the break, I'll talk about the jade plant. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am talking about healing plants today. And the plants that we have in our houses that or office space that can remove pollution and help us to heal from all of this nasty pollution that we tend to be surrounded with indoors as well as outdoors. Just before the break, I mentioned the jade plant. Now, the jade plant is really quite a popular plant, and it is uh, very distinctive in its appearance. It has these little oval-shaped leaves that are fat. In fact, if you were to take off one of those leaves and squeeze it, it's got a lot of water in it. Now, it is a plant that it doesn't need a lot of water. It's called a succulent. And cactus 
Cacti and other plants belong into this category of succulents. But jade plants are used indoors a lot because actually they are a tropical plant. Most houseplants actually are tropical plants. That means basically they don't like it if the temperature goes much below 65 degrees. And, and you know, 65 degrees is kind of pushing the edge of their tolerance. They like it moist. They like it warm. But the jade plant likes it warm, not necessarily moist, because it brings all of that water up into those leaves and stores it there. And um, anyway, the jade plant is excellent at removing toluene from our environment. And it can grow huge. I have seen jade plants, uh, well, they're, they're actually, you'll see them a lot in Asian-type food restaurants. But uh, they can get quite huge. So you may need to repot a jade plant often, but they are beautiful, beautiful plants. Another house plant that you can have is well known and it's called aloe vera. Again, not necessarily a tropical plant, but aloe vera is a desert plant. And again, it likes it warm because, well, the desert usually is warm. The thing about aloe vera is it can stand cold nighttime temperatures. Not necessarily freezing, but you know, the desert can get very cold at nighttime. Anyway, aloe vera increases the amount of oxygen in our environment, like everything can, but in our house, improving the oxygen content, less carbon dioxide within our own building. And it has so many healing properties in and of itself. If you burn yourself, you can snap off an aloe vera leaf and just put it right on that burn. Not only is it soothing, but it's also healing. It takes away the inflammation that can be associated with the burn. It's well known for that. Also, aloe vera is a very good digestive aid. People will chew an aloe vera leaf. They'll chew it up so that they can have some benefits of helping the tummy feel better. It removes pain. So it's a very popular household house plant. And it's very easy to grow and it uh, doesn't require a lot of care. In other words, it's hard to kill. But like everybody, I've killed it. I, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I have killed houseplants. And so you just keep trying and, and you figure it out. You figure out how, what needs to be done to get that houseplant going well. 
Another plant that can be used as a house plant is the lavender. And uh, lavender can grow outside as well as inside. And lavender is one of those plants that can help with the smells, bad smells. And you can take those lavender blooms when it does bloom and dry them and make sachets. And it helps you sleep better. And, you know, if you're really ambitious, you can save them for a long time and make your own lavender essential oil. Well, I'd I'd just recommend buying your own. (laughs) That's a lot simpler. But all of these things are healing in the houseplants. And there are many, many other houseplants. But I, I did name five, six houseplants that sometimes can help. Not sometimes, that was a misstatement. Six houseplants that can make your indoor environment so much healthier. Now, a lot of times when people talk about healing plants, they think only about herbs and roots and things like that that are used to make medications. And I'm not talking about the medications that you can buy or are prescribed, but I'm talking about the medications like herbologists use. Now, plants are where our first pharmaceutical drugs came from. And yes, that's what another thing that makes plants healing. For example, did you know aspirin was derived from the bark of a white willow tree? Now, you can still get white willow as a painkiller just in and of itself. You can go to the natural stores or the vitamin stores and that uh, carry natural remedies, and white willow bark is one of them. But that's where our good old aspirin was derived from. And scientists have derived a lot of medications originally from the plants. They took a lot of the folklore and what the shamans and and medicine men and women were using and tried to find what's the active compound that is helping with the healing. So foxglove which is a beautiful flower. It it is on a spike and it can be either poisonous or it can help with heart disease. And so the scientists distilled or isolated the active that we now know as digitalis. 
And digitalist is used all the time with people that have chest pain. Now, the chemistry industry, the pharmaceutical industry, has really gotten away from those cheap drugs known as digitalis and have really gone further. Now, a lot of these pharmaceuticals are wonderful. They help people a lot. But we've come to depend on them too much. And it's getting us away from the nature. So the nature of that foxglove plant, which had the digitalis in it, but the nature of it to combine everything else about that plant called synergism, which not only made it work for that chest pain, but also made it safer. And again, if a person took too much of it, it's poisonous, it would kill them. But our healing pharmaceuticals did originally come from plants. Any plant has healing properties. And now we just need to figure out how to take advantage of it. Well, you know what? Taking advantage of that herbology in the herbs has been done for millennia. Thousands of years. We've got so many traditions that we have gotten away from. So many traditions that have taught us what to do and how to do it in using healing plants, herbs, roots, and all sorts of things. Even healing crystals. And yeah, I had a show a month or two ago talking about crystals. Well, you know what? Crystals come from the earth. They are formed from the earth. And they all have energy healing properties. But today we're talking about plants. Well, plants get their energy and their healing properties from the earth. And the properly grounded and fertilized earth is going to be healing. And those plants put out, each and every one of them put out their own energy fields. And it is that energy that we utilize and have been utilized for millennia to help us heal. So we have a use of plants that can be both medicinal and culinary. And they heal both ways. And if you're using an herb culinarily, it can also heal otherwise. Not so much as a culinary thing. I mean, it will heal being used culinarily because it makes that food taste so much better and it gives some comfort to eating. 
And that's an emotional healing. But when you can use that herb to heal otherwise, then you're so much farther ahead of the game. Folks, when we come back from the break, I'll talk a little bit more about these healing herbs. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show welcome back to the show this is dr marianne chase and i just want to briefly mention here that you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com, as well as head on over to voiceamerica.tv and check out my videos there. Now, we are talking about healing plants, and just before the break, I started talking about herbs and how they can be used both with culinary purposes for healing 
as well as medicinal purposes for healing. Now, herbs have been used for millennia in the medicinal. We're talking about Chinese medicine. We're talking about Ayurvedic medicines, which is uh, really from India. And many of the native tribes, whether it's in America or Africa or wherever, South America, they've all got their native remedies that go with their plants that are in their area. And so that's the thing that I'm talking about. It's the plants themselves, the energies that the plants, each individual plant has its own remedies. So now, if we're talking about an herb, and let's just take basil as an example. Now, I personally love to go to a Asian restaurant and order pho. It always comes with a huge bunch of basil. And it's taking those basil leaves and, and putting them into the pho and eating them. It's just wonderful. And it, it just makes you feel better. Well, did you know that in Chinese medicine, basil is used because it has a strong effect on the emotions and can ease fear, and sadness. It's a feel-good plant. And there's so many different varieties. And, you know, you can make your own tea out of it. You can take the leaves and dry them and then make your own tea out of it as an acne remedy. And just all sorts of things. But then... You can also overuse it, and you shouldn't use it as a tea during pregnancy. It has been used to promote menstruation, and it promotes labor. Now, yeah, if you really need to get that baby out, you know, if it's two weeks past your due date, (laughs) then a basil tea might be the thing that you'd want to do, but, you know, check with an herbologist before you head into that area. So we have all of these different things. And, uh, for example, on Ayurvedic, yarrow is used. Now, I grow yarrow in my xeriscapic garden because it just doesn't require a lot of water. And the thing about yarrow is it can become kind of weedy. Not too bad, but it can produce itself quite quickly, and, and you can control that. But you can also grow yarrow inside. Plants such as onion, garlic, using celery and taking the celery seed, 
We use celery seed in culinary applications, as well as onions and garlic. I mean, that's pretty well known. And then there's coriander. It's used in Ayurvedic preparations all the time. And if you don't know, coriander is the seed that comes from the cilantro plant. And cilantro, again, some people like it, some people hate it. I, I, there's, there's nothing in between the like and the hate. There's not a meh when it comes to c- cilantro. People just, it's one of those things. In Chinese medicine, cinnamon is used a lot. Well, who doesn't like cinnamon with sugar on their toast? Not necessarily that that's a good thing to eat, but, you know, it's a thing. Hyssop. Other things in other medicines. You can take sage and grow it. It is also a very easy plant to grow in a pot. You use it culinarily. Do you like to fry your sage and put it on your eggs? I certainly do. And I'm not talking about frying in a commercial oil. I'm talking about frying it in bacon grease. Yeah, I know. Some people are just sitting there cringing at that thought. But we do need fats. That's another subject for another specialist to talk about. All of these things are things that we use, both cooking and for teas. Remedies, such as peppermint. Do you like peppermint tea? It settles the stomach. You add some fennel in there. It helps settle the stomach. Cayenne pepper. You can grow cayenne peppers easily. Let the peppers dry, then grind them up into a powder, and it is pain relieving. There is so much about healing plants that I haven't even begun to cover. So guess what, folks? We're going to have to go over this other information at another time. And we're talking about healing using the energy, the energy of the plants. Yes, there is a physical plant there, but it is also about healing. So until next week, folks, we will talk about feng shui next week. So excited. Until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.